Welcome to Fire Rate Attacks. Threats or hate speech will be tolerated in the chat room at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room and your chat will be deleted. Also, if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. This is a roundtable discussion broadcast, so please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, education, and news reporting. Firefox News Online Productions and the News Division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. The views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of myself and those who join me, and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. And now, it's time for Firefox News Online. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And now, America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service.
Okay, now I'm going to try. I'm going to have to start over again because obviously I forgot to turn my mic on in the on the OBS Studio software. Good evening to those of you on the video side that did not hear a fucking word I just said. Here's the deal. If you are under when I record my talking points normally, you must remain off the phone lines until after talking points is finished. Otherwise, if you call in, you won't hear a blessed word that's being said. And as far as talking points is concerned, that would be it would be pointless to try and talk to you about what was said in the talking points because you wouldn't you will not have heard a single word. Ooh, I'm a poet and don't know it. Ain't that a hit in the head? Okay, well here's the deal. Now that I'm back mic'd up on the on the ver Yeah, I can talk. I'm exhausted, ladies and gentlemen. I ha I I did not I only got three hours of sleep in the last twenty four hours. So I'm going. I'm either going to keep doing this show, or at midnight, call, uh, call it a night. Let's try this without any kind of ridiculous situations happening. Like I'm getting a trip. A whole bunch of stuff. All right. One of the things that uh, the mainstream media has done, as I started to say, and I realized my microphone wasn't working on the video platform, is that in order to, ooh, excuse me, in order to, how can I put this, bury a story, they have to know that the story exists. Well, they buried the Hunter Biden story until after the presidential election. And in doing so, they did just the same they did the same thing Twitter did. When Twitter pulled the plug on a New York Post article regarding guess who? So, the question becomes now, you know, if, if this is the way the mainstream media operates, if they're completely politicizing their, 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 their choices, if they're saying, well, guess what? Oh, it's about Hunter Biden. Politically, we have to, we have to bury the story for now. We can't bring this up. Because if we bring this up, then we're actually doing the job of journalism and not playing politics. See, that's the whole problem. They are playing politics. Now, how is it even remotely possible that when you have someone or a group of people 
that claim to be mainstream media outlets, okay, they decide at the drop of a hat to tell us, well, here's the, here's the problem. You see, Hunter Biden uh, did this, Hunter Biden did that, Hunter Biden did the other thing. And Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden. Oh, we can't talk about Hunter Biden. That might hurt President. That might hurt Joe Biden's chances of becoming president. So we'll bury the story for now. We're not going to do anything with it. We're going to just leave it alone. We're going to just shh. We're not going to say anything about Hunter Biden. We'll wait till after the November election. We'll wait until after November's election, and then we'll. Talk about it. Uh, but, but we're not going to talk about it seriously. We're not going to give it any serious consideration. That's the basic general idea of the mainstream media, unfortunately. And what better way to be a bunch of hypocritical bastards than to just turn around and say um, listen we're going to uh, we're going to talk about everything but Joe Biden and his China connections and his connections and that laptop that was his government we're not going to talk about any of this because if we talk about any of this that means that Joe Biden could be complicit in this, and we don't want him to be complicit. We want to protect Joe Biden because we want the we want the orange man bad out of the office. So we're going to lie, cheat, and steal. We're going to help the Democrats steal the election, and that's the way we're going to operate. See, that's that's what they're doing behind closed doors, ladies and gentlemen. They're doing that behind closed doors. All right. And the simple fact is, when you do that behind closed doors. What do you get? <laughs> you get burned eventually. You do. All right. A little food for thought. I've got a story on this, by the way, uh, that, we're gonna, that I'm going to read in just a moment. But I do have Gunslinger standing by on the phone lines. Uh, he's also in the chat room along with Mike from Louisiana, who's sitting in the Mixler chat room and joining us by way of Periscope.tv. Now, let's see here. Who is the Periscope people tonight? Uh oh, wait a minute. And I had to mute my phone because, well, the only person actually watching that I can see is Cherokee Rose. She's on Periscope.tv. And I have two viewers on Twitch. Howdy, Twitch viewers. Nice of y'all to drop in and say howdy. Now, let me just bring you up to speed on something, ladies and gentlemen, before I go any further. This week, is going to be a short week for Firefox News Online. We're on the air tonight. We'll be on the air tomorrow night. We will be on the air Wednesday night. But we're going to do a shortened version the next two nights. 
We're going to we're going to lose one hour. And why you're probably wondering, are we going to do that? Because Firefox News Online's Yule Log Christmas is Christmas Eve. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to have some really whiz bang zip boom ba. Hey, boys and girls, what do you know? What do you know? What do you know? We're going to play some really great stuff. I've got animated specials and movies to rock your socks. Now, here's... Aw, oh, man, I didn't want to do that. Dirty name. Click on one of my one of my uh, items there. All right. To start off Christmas Eve, a Charlie Brown Christmas, followed by Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol, then Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and not the Jim Carrey version. This is the animated one. Yes, I have that one. I believe Boris Karloff was the voice that narrated that, that particular special. I think. It's been so long, I don't remember. And of course, that rounds up the five animated specials. Then, immediately following the animated specials, the movies begin. In their original formats. Black and white. The only one in color will be White Christmas with Danny Kay and Bing Crosby. Speaking of Bing Crosby, he'll be, he is, in two movies playing the same character. In 1944, he was in the film Going My Way, playing the part of the lovable priest, Father Chuck O'Malley. And then in 1945, he reprised the role of Father Chuck O'Malley for the movie The Bells of St. Mary's. So, Going My Way and The Bells of St. Mary's to start it off, followed by Miracle on 34th Street in its original black and white version. Followed by White Christmas with Danny Kaye and Bing Crosby, as I said a moment ago, and to top off the movies, It's a Wonderful Life, in black and white, starring Jimmy Stewart as George Bailey, and Lionel Barrymore as Mr. Potter. Now, the music begins with three Music videos recorded by yours truly. And no wonder you, uh, you know what, you're not even seeing me on camera, folks. Sorry about that. Well, I'm going to be leaving camera in a second because i got to go get my coffee. It doesn't do anything to keep me awake, but it tastes good. And it's seasonal blend. The one I chose for tonight, for this, this uh, first cup of coffee, is called Cinnamon Bun. Don't tell my doctor I had cinnamon buns. She'll kill me. Even though it's just coffee. Now, of course, those three music videos are Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and Baloo Christmas. And then, 
using the original 1974 Kmart Music Christmas, the in-store stuff. Yes, that's right. But we, we painstakingly removed all of the announcements from the music. I still have that in its entirety, in its original format. I haven't changed. I, I kept the original as is. But I also included several more songs by yours truly. And that will all be simulcast with this great piece of video. Uh, that you, the people on the video side are looking at even as we speak. This is the original WPIX TV Channel 11 Yule Log. Now I'm telling you right now, folks, Christmas Eve is going to be a blast. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a, a big blast because yours truly is going to be having the most fun he's had in years. And I hope that you'll tune in to the Yule Log Christmas because it'll be Christmas music, movies, all kinds of fun stuff. And then Christmas Day, we will play the music. We'll not only be playing the music, but we're also going to replay the movies and the animated specials. That's right. We're going to have all that stuff and the music, too, just for you. So, what do you say to that, America? A classic Yule Log Christmas, courtesy of Firefox News Online Productions. Boy, are you in trouble. <laughs> yeah. All right. Joining me on the phone lines, and have been waiting very patiently, are Gunslinger, 1964, the Lone Star State's answer to... Well, the Lone Star, Lone Star State's answer, period. How's that grab you? And then, from the, from the, from the Bayou Territory, the Louisiana Purchase, or whatever you want to call it down there, uh, we've got the crazy Cajun joining us. Mike is on the line as well. Gentlemen, how are you? Ho, ho, ho. Oh, no, 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 no. There's no hose oh. here. Okay, let's get one thing straight. There are no hoes here. Oh, yeah. Oh, no oh, oh, in... Damn, I'm leaving. <laughs> well, you said you was mentioning something about your coffee. If you read what I put in the chat room. Uh -huh. Oh, I'm afraid. Shana's gonna look. think I'm naughty. <laughs> it's okay if she is blonde. If she is blonde, cinnamon bun. Blonde cinnamon. Okay, gunslinger. <laughs> we know where your brain is. It's thinking of blondes We're right now. <laughs> Y'all be ashamed of yourself. You know that, don't you? Yeah, you may end I'm up with a lump of coal in your stocking. <laughs> Nothing new. That's all, I, that's all I get for Christmas anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, tell me about it. Hey, listen, my listen, my stocking was hung on the front door with care because I don't have a chimney. So, do you know what I found in there just the other day? I kid you not. There was a note in my stocking from one of my neighbors from another building. 
and she she put down the following. She she put down her name, her phone number, her measurements, and and said, "Hey, soldier, Santa, hey hey Santa, you're wearing a soldier's hat. I want I want to give you a proper dressing down." I took one look at that and I thought to myself, "Okay, somebody wants to have fun." So I went over, I I taped a note to her door, and the note said just simply this. "Okay, but I don't see any mistletoe at your front outside your front door. That's going to make it very difficult to you know, get started." Five seconds after I started halfway down the halfway across the street, she comes running out with a mistletoe in her hands, grabs me by the back of the neck, spins me around, slaps a lip lock on me right in the middle of the friggin' street. The people were all watching from their windows and looking, and, and it's like, oh shit. Uh okay. I mean, nice girl and everything. I mean, she's 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 like uh, twenty years younger than I am, but uh, you know, uh, wow. I'm having dinner with her tomorrow night. I'm not going to say what may happen after dinner, but because that'd be an arrogant presumption on my part. Mm. I know that I know, ladies and gentlemen, that's TMI, too much information. But Mikey, what's going on? Not too much, but I did put a I did put a song into the chat room that uh -oh. I think would fit Mr. Gunslinger very nicely okay just so you're aware guys i am unable to play any clips on the clip computer tonight uh because i am in the process of editing a very long video it's 20 is a 24 hour video and it's been ed it's been in the editing system since yesterday morning so, unfortunately, I, I, I can't interrupt it. Otherwise, uh, I'd have to start all over again, which would screw everything up. So, uh, whatever that video is you want Gunslinger to look at, Gun, take a sneak peek at that. And uh, let me just... Yeah, well. Let's see here. I'll have to mute the audio for now, but I'll take a look at at least the title. No, it's a Bing Crosby deal with the Anger Sisters. Oh, hey, cool. I didn't know they they recorded that song. Hmm. Pistol Packin' Mama. I was not aware that they did that. You see, I, sometimes I tend to like to watch their thing. And, uh, the, the BBC did a, uh, quite a few years ago, but the BBC did a kind of a a biography on them and I've got I've got that bookmark in my computer. I tend to watch it 
What I found out is that in, through, through the late 30s to mid-40s, Bing Crosby and the Andrews sisters did a lot of collaborations. Oh, yeah. Together. Duets and all kinds of things. And they work well together, and some of their biggest hits came in from those collaborations. And this was just one of them. Well, yeah. Um, um, several years ago, there, at one, several years ago on on the karaoke site singsnap.com uh, what I had done was I had recorded can you guys hear me okay yes Adler. okay uh, some of you, some folks may remember the song that Bing Crosby recorded uh, you know God, man, I'm getting tired of being tongue-tied. This just ain't fair. <laughs> Never mind my my tongue blocking my eye teeth anymore. And now, first it gets first it blocks the eye it, before it blocks the eye teeth. I end up in, with it tied up in knots. Then it blocks the eye teeth. Melican Licky Maha. Yeah, that's something like that. Yeah. That's something, right? It's the it's it's yeah. a it's a Hawaiian Christmas song. Uh which is really nice. I yeah. like it. I've I've recorded it since, but I liked the uh, the uh, Bing Crosby Andrew Sisters version of it. It really is nice. Mm -hmm. Um Right. One of the sad realities, however, is that SingSnap.com has revamped their uh, their website because of uh, Adobe Flash going away as of this month. Yeah. Adobe Flash is going away. So anything that requires Adobe Flash is screwed. And there is no Flash equivalent. That's why a lot of websites are going HTML5. Right? So HTML5 is supposed to be a way to replace Flash. Whatever. Here's a question. What's the fucking wrong what's what's the fucking wrong with Flash? It's worked all this time, hasn't it? It did have its ups and downs, uh, Gunslinger, but, uh, you know, let, let's, for the longest time, people have complained about it because there have been times when Flash wouldn't work. Um, and when it did work, it worked very well. I mean, it's like anything in, 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 in the uh, computer in, uh, industry when it comes to video. Uh, it's either going to work well or it's not. And I know, I, you know I, I, I think that Flash worked very well, for, especially with certain sites. Um, a lot of the sites that I deal with for telehealth depend on Flash. And once that goes away, it's going to create chaos for telehealth. But go figure. Right. 
Now, there, there is there is an upside to this. It means that we will not have to get flash updates every single other week. Now, as to the exact date Adobe Flash is going to uh, go the way of the dinosaur, As of December 31st, Adobe will stop supporting Flash Player. Uh, it's at the end of it's it's at it's it's the end of life for Adobe Flash. So as of the last day of 2020, Adobe Flash after that will be no more. Which sucks. Now the question that there has been a question raised: Why is Adobe Flash being phased out? Well, the plugin was never supported by Apple's uh, iOS mobile devices. First of all, that's number one. No surprise there, really. Uh, Adobe's vice president of product development, Gavind. Balakarishnan sounds like those, like those those Harry Krishna types from the movie Airplane. Never mind. <laughs> Said the firm had chosen to end Flash because of because other technologies such as HTML5 had matured enough and are capable enough to provide viable alternatives to the Flash player. Now, this was said three years ago on July 25th. All right. Um, everybody, a billion? Hmm? Go ahead. Hello? Hello? Can Hello? you hear me? Guys? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, I hear you fine. Yeah, really. Oh, fuck me. Not again. Not tonight. This is not fucking happening tonight. I can it... hear you. Okay, I'm still talking. So you st you say you can hear me? Yes. Yes. I can hear you. Okay. Yes. Well, if the audio keeps cutting out like that, I, I don't know what's going to happen. All right. You can hear me now, and that's, that's what matters. So... Three years ago was when they started talking about ending Adobe Flash. Um, HTML5, according to product vice, the, the vice president of product development, basically said it, that HTML5 had matured enough where Adobe Flash could be ended. But not every site is going to run HTML5. Okay? And I think it's a huge mistake. Now, I wonder how, uh, how many of these websites, like Parler, MeWe, Gab, 
are running HTML5? Rumble.com, is it running HTML5? And it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't, and pray to God that, you know, that Adobe realizes they made a huge hawking mistake in ending HTML, not HTML, uh, Adobe Flash to, you know, abrupt, so abruptly. I think it's going to be a it's going to be a major setback, especially for a lot of uh, websites that depended on Flash. So there's that. The hell is that clicking sound? Oh, I'm just I'm just doing some stuff on my computer. The, you know the the mouse pad on some of these computers when you when you when you click on something it does make a sound it's not it's not set up with the buttons above it and stuff like that and that's just my computer if you hear that that's what that is okay well I want to get back to the mainstream media debacle debacle so the mainstream media, lamestream media, call it what you will, waited until after the November vote to acknowledge the Hunter Biden corruption. And even then, they didn't acknowledge it, really. They didn't acknowledge it truth, you know, all the way. They, they, they kind of gave him a pass. So get a load of this. The mainstream media seems to have changed its tune about Hunter Biden more than a month after Americans cast their ballots in the presidential election. Large outlets who denied Biden corruption allegations during the 2020 election cycle are now acknowledging the case against him, but many are questioning the timing of their coverage. Oh, I don't blame them for that. Liberal press has been accused of sweeping these incriminating allegations under the rug to save face with Joe Biden. Before the election, the Washington Post shared this headline, The Truth Behind the Hunter Biden Non-Scandal. However, the same publication also shared another headline after the election titled, Hunter Biden tax probe examining Chinese business dealings. Does this sound does this sound familiar? It should. Now, one American news channel's Rian uh, Chanel Rian broke this story of corruption last year. However, mainstream media outlets accused One American News of pushing false narratives. See what's happening here, folks? But there's more. Now that the voting window is long over, networks have no need to conceal this information. Before the election, Politico published a piece with the headline, Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo. 
This is a stark contrast to their most recent headline, which reads, Justice Department's interest in Hunter Biden covered more than taxes. Now, President Trump has spoken on this throughout his presidency, calling out media outlets for only covering stories that hurt him. Despite this, the president remains hopeful the truth will prevail. They will lie, they will obstruct, they will spread their hatred and their prejudice. But we will not back down from doing what is right, because as the Bible tells us, we know the truth will prevail, he stated. Now, of course, uh, the Attorney General, whose resignation should be kicking in at some point, decided not to assign special counsel in the Hunter Biden affair. And he won't, he won't assign a special counsel in, in the Hunter Biden probe. So I'll read that in just a moment. But guys, does this does this with the mainstream media really surprise anyone that they gaslighted this story for, for as long as they did? And that they were willing to protect Joe Biden given the fact that uh, his son is a criminal and corrupt and that Joe Biden is just as corrupt? Uh, Mike, starting with you. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the biggest the biggest word in that whole story was the word non-scandal. Wait a minute, if that's a non-scandal. What does that make uh, the whole uh, Russia, Russia, Russia probe? Non-scandal, huh? Hmm. I mean, we know that the, the Democrats like to play with words, but non-scandal? Hmm. You know, now as far as, as, far as they can get away with it, and really, <laughs> that's a big... Is there any wonder why uh, he fired him? You know, you know, it's so obvious that you should have appointed a a a you know special counsel in this matter, and you didn't. Hmm. Back to you, George. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I, if I were in Bill Barr's shoes, I would have assigned a special counsel to this case. I mean, it is not something uh, that should go unpunished. You know, it should not be the kind of thing that doesn't get investigated. Okay? Because look at, look at the fact that the IRS is nailing him 
uh, with his taxes. So now the question becomes: If they're going after, if the IRS is going after him because of his taxes, well, then maybe criminal investigation is warranted because of what happened with Burisma Holdings. The allegations of money going to the Biden family and all that stuff. Gunslinger, what do you think, man? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, they can... They're not going to go after Sleepy Joe because that's their boy. You know, that's the one that they had planned on putting in. Hopefully he won't get put in, but that's that was their plan, okay? I think that's been their plan all along, okay? Really doesn't matter about, you know, where's Hunter now. It's They're all focusing on Daddy Joe, Blow, whatever, and Camel Toe, Okay. That's where they're putting all their ducks in a row at right now. Yeah, sure, if they want to go after him for tax or whatever, you know, whatever. But that's now, it's not a big story now. It's Daddy Joe and how he's going to fuck up this country if he gets in there. Uh, all the way across the board, including guns. Okay, these people are evil. They are anti-American. They are anti-gun I mean, they're communist. I mean, what other... Anybody that thinks these fucking people are angel are fucked up in the head. Okay? And I wish I could tell them face-to-face you're fucked up in the head because you're goddamn stupid that you cannot see past the the, the, the blowjob, okay, across this son of a bitch that, that these motherfuckers are fixed to give the whole goddamn country. Okay? And, and it just amazes me. But, you know, as the old saying goes, there's fucking people born every goddamn minute. Stupid fucking people born every fucking minute. Go ahead. Well, I think it was, uh, I think it was either one of the Barnum brothers from Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. Either it was P.T. Barnum, I think it was said, there's a sucker born every minute. Sucker, there you go. Okay. A sucker, there's a sucker born every minute. Well, guess what? When it comes to politics, there certainly is. You know, there's this guy on Vaughn.live. He's a conspiracy theorist. He's a, he, he's, he's completely anti-soul, he's anti-government. But everything he spews makes absolutely no fucking sense. All you know, all the all the conspiracy theory bullshit about uh 5G and uh the moon landing was a Hollywood production and then he went right into which I had hoped he wouldn't do, he went into 9/11. And I said, well, when it comes to 9/11, Unless somebody's got some physical evidence to support and substantiate all the allegations that they claim, it's just a bunch of bullshit. And I said, I believe my eyes, not what people tell me half the time. And the guy goes, then you're a, you're a government stooge. 
you work for the F he goes, then you work for the FBI. I said, dude, I'm on a fixed income. I don't work for any fucking buddy. Have a nice life. Alex Jones wannabe. And I walk out of his out of his room. But that's what the mainstream media reminds me of. An Alex Jones wannabe that doesn't know his ass from his elbow. That's the mainstream media in a nutshell. I I trusted Fox News at one time. Now I find I can't trust them at all. I had somebody actually call Newsmax a conspiracy theory network. I said, really? A network that supports the president, supports the American people, supports the Constitution of the United States, believes in Second Amendment rights, is a conspiracy theory network. Yeah. I'll tell you who the conspiracy theory networks are. And I don't think I have to even say them, but I'll say it anyway. Fox News, CNN, MSNBC. The three alphabets of cable news. They're squashing of the Hunter Biden story, or barely talking about it at all, on Fox News, was enough to turn my stomach. But now there's also the aspect of Attorney General Barr not appointing a special counsel in the Hunter Biden probe. Okay? In just days before he is set to leave his post, Attorney General William Barr said in a press conference on Monday that he will not be appointing a special counsel in the Hunter Biden investigation. Barr explained that he has not seen a reason to appoint a special counsel adding that he has no plans to do so before he leaves office on Wednesday. The Attorney General also stated that he will not name a special counsel to investigate allegations of voter fraud, explaining that he would have done so if he thought it was the right step at this time. I think to the extent that there is an investigation, it is being handled responsibly and professionally to this point I have not seen a reason to appoint special counsel, and I have no plans to do so before I leave. This is what A.G. Barr said. Barr also told reporters that he sees no no basis for the seizure of voting machines by the federal government. Really? Okay. I'm starting to wonder, is Barr, is Attorney General Barr sweeping this under the rug? He's sweeping it under the rug. Go ahead, Gunslinger. Well, no, he ain't ain't sweeping it under under the rug. All this suddenly, okay, just boom, out of basically nowheresville. He ain't sweeping it under the fucking rug. Somebody got to him. Okay. He said, uh, you better keep your fucking mouth shut. Well, why don't you just go ahead and retire? He said he's leaving. Just, 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 you know, just wow. Just what a bombshell. 
Okay. There's so much evidence out there that you would have to be tied up, brain dead, and ballless not to see that they are clear fucking evidence of voter fraud. Give me a break. Okay. I mean, it's as, it's as plain as a fucking nose on the end of your goddamn face. All right? The videos, the, 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 I mean, the vote, the Dominion voting software, all that shit, rolled into one big fucking evidence called voter fraud. What was you, asleep at the switch? What was you, uh, fucking jacking off in the bathroom back in grade school, and you missed it? Okay? So what else would there be? Why would he not? Why would he not trudge, turn, and steam full speed ahead? Somebody got to him. I guarantee it. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, oh no, no there, there's no, there's no voter fraud. No, 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 bullshit. I may not be the smartest boxer, rock in the box, but by God, I ain't the dumbest one either. Go ahead. Well, I may not be the sharpest knife in the drawer. But I'm sharp enough to to know how to how how to read between the lines. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm stupid either. You see, there's a reason things are there's a reason Hunter Biden pulled the shit that he pulled to make his his family wealthy. But guess what? You eventually get caught if you do something stupid. But to not, you know, to not assign special counsel in the investigation makes no sense. And then to not appoint special counsel in regards to uh, voter fraud when there are eyewitnesses signing affidavits under penalty of perjury there's a video that shows clearly voter fraud happening and you Mr. Barr decide it's it, you, you, you can't assign you cannot appoint special counsel who got to you Barr mm-hmm. Okay, gunslinger said someone might have gotten to you. All right, who got to you? Did Joe Biden threaten you in some way? Did Hunter Biden threaten you in some way? Was your family threatened? Step up to the plate, William Barr, because you got some explaining to do, son. And telling reporters that he sees no basis, you know, that you see no basis for the seizure of voting machines by the federal government? If there is election and or voter fraud, one might actually ask the question, who's behind it and why? And then once you have those answers, you start pulling the people down that are involved up to their eyeballs. Mike? Yeah, they are involved up to their eyeballs. And to tell you the truth, you know, the 
That's not going to stop just because he didn't do it. That's not going to stop the new guys from doing it. You know, know, we, this guy was a... Hold hold on a second, Mike. I don't know where the noise is coming from, but I can't hear you over the noise. There's somebody with background noise that's covering you up. Either it's you or it's Gunslinger or combination. I'm not sure which. Hey, hey, hey. Quiet as a mouse here. Not me, unless unless it was I had my phone plugged in and my plug fell out of my phone, so might have been that. But hey, back back to what I was saying, George. Um, yeah, please. In terms of these guys, these new guys that he's hired, like I said, it's not gonna just because he didn't do it isn't gonna stop the new guys from possibly doing it. So they may have gotten to them. All right, but will they be able to get to the new guys that he's hired, that the president has hired in those two positions, at least for the time, the, the interim guys, at least for the time being? All right. Now, as far as him, you know, remember he served in multi, he he served in multi administra- many administra- several administrations, and. The fact of the matter is, is he is kind of part of the deep state. So maybe it's not somebody getting to him. It's maybe he knows he knew what he had to do and he did it. Right. Back to you, George. Did yeah. what? He ain't done shit. He just running away from it. All right, give me a break. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Gun. No, I'm just saying, did what? What did he do? He's running away from the fucking problem. Okay, that's not doing nothing. Okay, that's usually an indication that somebody said, uh, Mr. Barr, I don't think you better not do that. Uh, don't tell me that these those people are not threatened because they are. Okay, uh, when you're in that position that you could fuck up somebody's life big time. You don't think that there's people out there that's going to say, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. And I've seen it with my own fucking two eyes. Hell, I, 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 my dad has told me multiple times that people that didn't pay him, he, he knew this big old black guy didn't give a fuck whether he got caught or not. Uh, Mr. Such and Such, Mr. Zinzer owed, uh, owed some money to me. Would you please go and kind of remind him, remind him a little bit? Get what I mean? I've seen it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't tell me it don't happen because it does. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, the, the, the irony of this, unfortunately, the irony of this is the fact that we don't know for sure. But sure. one can one can <laughs> speculate. So the cows come home. But once he's out of that position... No telling what you know. No telling what the next guy is going to do. Hopefully, whoever takes over for him takes over before uh, January twentieth, and starts and appoints a special counsel, both for the voter fraud and Hunter Biden. But I don't know if anybody's noticed, but it's 
there's been experiences where the out after the outgoing AG is gone, and the and an interim is brought in or a new one is brought in, then it becomes a question of, you know, will that will that new AG do it? Nine times out of ten, they don't, which is really a shame. Uh, Cherokee Rose said in the in the uh, Periscope chat, Barr has been a huge disappointment, and yeah, he has in a lot of ways. He has been a disappointment, and it's unfortunate. But right now, it's 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 all moot because. He's 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 on his, he's on he's on his way out. I think tomorrow's his last day or something. I don't know. Now, for those who have been following the stimulus information. I was hoping to have this to play on the clip to, to play the clip on, but unfortunately, uh, I can't because the clip computer is in use right now, and it probably wouldn't play out. Uh, actually, I could try. There's no guarantee it's going to work. So, let's see if I can bring up the uh, bring up the clip computer on this, and hopefully it'll 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 do it. Well, George, you know what they say, right? To quote, to quote a bear commercial, commercial, why ask why? You know. <laughs> hmm. Well, let's see what we can do with this. Let me see what we can do with this uh, audio clip. Hopefully, I can I can play it. And hopefully, it doesn't uh, interfere with the uh, editing process that I've been that I've been going through for hours. Now, McConnell agrees on COVID-19 relief. Then he drops a bomb on the Democrats. Take a listen, guys. Oh, hold on. 
might help if I actually turn up the uh, volume on the audio clip system. As far back as July, and all auto, Republicans have consistently supported a targeted package right in the ballpark of this total amount with exactly the same kinds of policies in the mix. The package that will shortly become law falls exactly within the ballpark of what Senate Republicans have been proposing and trying to pass since last summer. This is eerily similar to what we were trying to pass last summer. Compare the shape of this major agreement with the shape of what I proposed all the way back in late July. Yes, some fine details are different. There's no doubt this new agreement contains input from our Democratic colleagues. It is, of course, bipartisan. But those matters could have been settled a long time ago as well. So why did it take all this time? We know why. We've heard Democrats say openly they were not willing to deal all summer and fall, but are willing now, willing now, because they have a president-elect of their own political party. That's not my accusation, Mr. President. That's their admission. Pretty, they've been pretty candid about it. So look, I'm glad we've gotten this done. My Democratic colleagues and I have had good discussions this past week. Both parties have a lot to be proud of. But I really regret that some on the Democratic side decided that partisan presidential politics were more important than getting urgent and non-controversial relief out the door much sooner to families who have needed this help badly. The progress of this past week could have happened in July or August or September or October. Senate Republicans were advocating for a package just like this one all along in real time. I just wish our partners on the other side had put political calculations aside and worked with us to make this happen a long time ago. However, with that said, I appreciate the earnest conversations of the past week. I want to thank the Democratic leader, Speaker Pelosi, Leader McCarthy, as well as, in particular, Secretary Mnuchin, who's been tireless in these discussions uh, throughout. Uh, both sides and both chambers have really stepped up and worked hard to get this done. So we'll be moving forward with historic pandemic relief and full-year funding legislation for the federal government as well. And I hope we can do this as promptly as possible. So here we go. The stimulus package apparently has been agreed upon. But unlike the first one, where everybody got $1,200, now they're, they're only going to get 600 for individuals, and I think they're gonna, it's going to be 1200 for families. 
And I don't know. Now, Cherokee Rose is saying that McConnell is a rhino. And stimulus package <laughs> is a joke. So much money being spent to foreign countries, little to help Americans. And I agree with her. Speaking of that, read that, what I just put in this chat room. And she, that's exactly what she was saying. Cherokee Rose, read that off right there. And then read the grand total of what Americans get at the bottom. Read that. You'll see who's getting fucked here. <laughs> Print screen that I just put it in the chat room there. It goes right along with what, what we're all saying with the stimulus thing. Yeah, that, so I can get more stimulus. That's what I was just starting to say as far as what the American people are going to get. $600. I was just starting to put, I was just making yeah, that point. Up. Yeah, but look at all the other ones. Look who, look all the others. They, they, they get free money. Look at the, look at the amounts. A little bit more than $600, aren't they? <laughs> Gee whiz. Yeah, let's see I think here. I can get more stimulus out of it. Now, now here, here, in a goddamn light socket, I think get more of it. Shit. Yeah, because because here's here's what here's here's the domestic funding list. Twenty six million four hundred thousand for the Kennedy Center. One one billion dollars for the Smithsonian. One hundred and fifty four million dollars. For the National Art Gallery, $167 million for the National Art and Humanities. The Woodrow Wilson Center is going to get $14 million. But then there's the foreign countries that are going to get money. Let's see here. $1 billion, $300 million for Egypt. Sudan, $700 million. Ukraine. Why are they get why are we giving Ukraine money? Four hundred and fifty three million dollars. Five hundred million to Israel. Okay, uh, before I go any further, let me just point out Israel is is one of America's allies. Now whether whether you agree with it or not, if it said why Israel was getting this money, it would make things a lot easier to understand. But then there's Nepal getting 130 million. Burma getting 135 million. Cambodia, 85,500,000. Pakistan, 25 million. Asia, RIA, whatever the fuck that is, 1,400,000,000. dollars. While the American people are only getting $600 in a stimulus check. $600 in a stimulus check, taxpayer money, that is supposed to help with what? At best, it may pay one bill, two bills at the most, three if they're small. It might be a mortgage payment. Wow. Lots of help, Republicans. Thanks. Why don't you change your name to the to the Republican Democratic Party? 
That's bullshit. All right. With the exception of Israel, all these other countries don't need the money. I'm sorry, they don't. Israel, maybe. Because I don't know what they need the money for. So I can't really go too far into that. But this domestic funding bullshit, what does the Kennedy Center need it for? Democrat governors are going to be locking us down again. So what? what's the point of the Kennedy Center? If you can't go to the Kennedy Center, it's useless. The Smithsonian, remember last week I brought up the story about how they want to have separate things for, for, for race? Really? So $1 billion for the Smithsonian? That'll accomplish their goal. National Art Gallery and National Art and Humanities. One's getting $154 million, the other's getting $167 million. The Woodrow Wilson Center, which I have no idea what the what, what the Woodrow Wilson Center does, they're getting $14 million. You, know, you do all, you, you add up all these these dollar signs, and you're talking close to a couple of billion dollars. Okay. And the American people get peanuts. Oh, and they're going to add what three hundred dollars a week for unemployment, additional unemployment benefits, and they're going to extend the uh, moratorium on evictions for another month. Thanks a lot. I've got a fucking lunatic space cadet across the hall from me that needs to go, and now we got to wait another month to see if that can be done. Good Lord. I'm telling you, America, we're getting screwed. And, yeah, Cherokee Rose, I agree. It's crazy. Cherokee Rose also said... This stimulus package is a slap in the face to Americans. It absolutely is a slap in the face. It's a kick in the balls is what it is. Unfucking believable Any thoughts, gentlemen? You know... You know, George, some of that stuff, I agree with you about Israel, okay, but the one other thing that I, the other thing that I think deserves the money probably is the Smithsonian, because that's history, that's historical stuff, you know, screw the, you know, fuck the uh, arts and humanities, fuck, you know, the National Art Gallery, you know. You know, fuck them, you know. So, yeah, we don't need that. That doesn't need, just like the Kennedy Center doesn't need it, you know. And this is, again, this is a whole list of Democratic pork barrel, you know, thing for for these people, you know, and things that don't need to be paid for. The other countries don't need to be paid for either. Why are we paying 
Nepal and the rest of them, you know? Why? I mean, you're screwing... When, when that money could have could be put together, put... And instead of getting $600, you know, we could very easily be getting, you know, $1,200, you know? Everybody. Well, the people who deserve it anyway could be getting more. I mean, at one point, remember, at one point, we were talking about another stimulus package, and we were talking about the amount of money coming to the American people going up, right? Maybe 10%, maybe 15%, whatever it was, but we were talking about it going up. What happened to that? You know, we know what happened to it. The Democrats wanted all this, well, for lack of a better term, pork. That's how it works. Back to you, George. Well, back in July of this year, the New York Post put out an article with the headline, Whiteness Exhibit at Smithsonian's African American History Museums, Museum Causes Stir. Okay? Now check this out. This again is from back in July. The Smithsonian's National <clears throat> Museum of African American History and Culture has a little-known but controversial section on whiteness that is creating a stir on Twitter. The museum's online description of the exhibit was tweeted out on, by Byron York, chief political correspondent for the Washington Examiner. The National Museum of African American History and Culture wants to make you aware of certain signs of whiteness, individualism, hard work, objectivity, the nuclear family, progress, respect for authority, delayed gratification, and more. In an examiner opinion piece, York pointed out the oddity of so many universally positive attributes being ascribed to whiteness. Certainly millions of black, uh, black Americans work hard every day, respect individual effort, plan for the future, are polite to others, and so on. It seems odd to attribute that to whiteness as opposed to, say, the everyday values of trying to lead a successful life. Yet, according to the National Museum of African American History and Culture, whiteness is white, excuse me, whiteness it is. The original tweet had been retweeted and liked more than 22,000 times. Not going to lie, they nailed us in the food section, bland is best, Washington Post data reporter and self-described born-again Minnesotanian Christopher Ingram quipped in response. Now, York noted that the D.C. Museum, one of the most successful in the, in the Smithsonian system, gets $33 million in federal funding and has been supported by the Lilly Endowment the Oprah Winfrey Foundation, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, 
American Express, Bank of America, 3M, Boeing, Michael Jordan, Kaiser Permanente, the Rockefeller Foundation, Target, United Health, Walmart, and many more. Okay? That's, that's a story from back in July, mind you. Now, Senator Mike Lee uh, exposed divisive nature of Smithsonian, of Smithsonian Latino Museum. This is a more recent development. Now, if I could just figure out why my... There we go. Put this in the reader mode. Until Senator Mike Lee, Republican from Utah, recently stood up as the voice of reason and blocked a museum dedicated to those Americans the government hives off as Hispanic or Latino, it looked like conservatives had learned all the wrong lessons from their recent success with those voters. I understand what my colleagues are trying to do and why. I respect what they're trying to do. I even share their interests in ensuring that these stories are told. But the last thing we need is to further divide an already divided nation with an array of segregated, separate but equal museums for hyphenated identity groups. This is what Senator Lee said in a statement from the Senate floor about the Smithsonian Institution Museum that up to that point seemed all but a fiat, a comply, having gathered bipartisan support. At this moment in the history of our diverse nation, we need our federal government and the Smithsonian Institution itself to pull us closer together, not further apart. The Utah Republican went on. The Smithsonian, a taxpayer-funded institution, should not have an exclusive museum of American Latino history, or a museum of women's history, or a museum of American men's history, or Mormon history, or Asian history, Asian American history, sorry, or Catholic history. American history is an all, is an, try again, George. American history is an inclusive story that should unite us. Lee's procedural hold withholds unanimous consent, meaning that it would force an actual voice vote, and his colleagues would have to go on the record. So we still don't know what will happen. But his statement couldn't have been more accurate or filled with more common sense. The last thing America needs is the separate but equal approach that Lee rightly exerated. Unfortunately, that kind of wisdom is anything but common on either side of the aisle. In Indiana, Governor Eric Holcomb, a Republican, recently announced the appointment of a Chief Equity, Inclusion, and Opportunity Officer, the first ever, of course, in the House of Representatives. Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy kept tweeting that the Republican Party is stronger because of our diversity months after ethnistically endorsing an office of diversity and inclusion. And, of course, some of usually more 
clear-headed Republicans in the Senate had signed up for the aforementioned Latino Museum. Yes, that included even rock-ribbed conservatives such as Ted Cruz of Texas, who seems to have gotten some bad advice from his staff. All these things sound good on the surface. Who could be against, who could be against diversity and inclusion? After all, not to mention a museum dedicated to 57 million Americans and their ancestry. Easy. And any American who understood that all these concepts and endeavors form an integral part of the leftist project that intends to reimagine America as a confederation of categories often created by government itself at the instigation of leftist crusaders whose members are instilled with grievances. These, careful, these carefully nursed gripes would then be the fuel that would transform America, which is always the end goal. As my colleague Jonathan Butcher and I recently wrote in a heritage backgrounder on critical race theory, in the months of its practitioners, equity is the opposite of equality because it means inequality of treatment. Diversity, meanwhile, means enforced diversity through the use of mandated or recommended quota, uh, quotas something which always produces subpitimal outcomes. No, no, Leader McCarthy. Parties are stronger when they color blindingly bring Americans together under a congruent governing philosophy and inspire them to common purposes. The museum in question is Exhibit A of how innocuous-sounding efforts go to work on behalf of the left's grievance-churning machine. On its face, nothing possibly could be wrong. Museums are places of learning, inspiring attendees to reflect or bask in the beauty of some great work. But museums do something else. They archive. In this case, what would certainly be curated are grievances. As I explain in my book, The Plot to Change America, How Identity Politics is Dividing the Land of the Free, we live now under what the social, social, sociologists Jason Manning and Bradley Campbell have dubbed a culture of victimhood. Under this new disp dispensation, victimhood, not ability, becomes the new way to acquire moral status. The key, the key to this process is the curating and exhibiting of resentment, all perceived grievances, even the most minor and inadvertent microaggressions, have to be carefully cataloged and publicized in order to make the case for structural oppression. I write in my book. How do we know that this is how the museum would be used? Just listen to one of its main supporters, Senator Bob Menendez, Democrat from New Jersey. 
we have been systematically included. We who founded the oldest city in America before there was a United States of America, we who were ultimately used as farm workers and discriminated against in the Rosario, the Bercario program, we who were discriminated against when we voluntarily joined the armed forces of the United States to defend the nation, Menendez cried out. This museum clearly would be used to further cement the idea that all Americans with a background in Latin American, in Latin America, or Liberia form uh, in an ethnic category, perhaps soon to be a racial one, if progressives get their way at the Census Bureau. And, much more importantly, as we have seen, that the members of said category are victims of society. Building would be against conservative interests. Backing it, moreover, misreads the support that President Donald Trump drew in the November election from Americans of Cuban, Venezuelan, and Colombian origin in Florida, and of Mexican descent in South Texas. It had nothing to do with victimhood, and everything with <laughs> preserving America and its systems. Wyatt took the courage and clear-eyed view of one long senator from Utah to stop the museum is a bit is a bit surprising. So, the question becomes, what is the Smithsonian being used for? If it's being used to further a political agenda, as it appears, at least to me, it kind of makes you wonder why they're getting all this money. Because, again, going back to that to that domestic funding amount, they're getting $1 billion. You heard what Senator Mike Lee said. Now I want to hear what you say. Mike, let me start with you. Well, you know... Go ahead, Gunn. Well, if you want to go with Mike, I'm, well... It, 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 you know, it's all, it's, you know, we're having to support these people. If it's political like that, fuck them motherfuckers. Okay. I, I mean, if, if they can't, I mean, I can see giving them a little bit, you know, maybe to keep, keep the doors open. That is a, you know, it's a Smithsonian Institute, technology and history and all that shit. Okay. Uh, but a billion dollars. I mean, how many Smithsonian institutes are there across the country? A hundred? Two hundred? No, I think there's just one, and that's in Washington, I think. That's the main the main museum or whatever you want to call it. Well, the main it. museum's in uh You're Washington, telling me it takes But there are smaller yeah, yeah. Smithsonian uh museums in different in certain parts of the country. Right. But still then, a billion dollars, I mean you know, in a during a time when it's uh, when the American families are basically starving, okay, 
because of the China bug, thanks China, that they can't get out and work and these dumb fuck mayors and governors, Democrats, are keeping the lid on people being able to work, like opening their businesses back up and everything. Uh, that, you know, that's, yeah, give them a little bit just to, just to, you know, get them over the bump, but a billion bucks, I mean, start charging people to go in there. I think they, uh, you know, for people to go in there and look around, you know, it's like museums, everybody else charges, why not? I mean, you know, and, you know, try not to use that much of taxpayers' money. I mean, a billion dollars, you know, that's a fucking lot of money. Okay, that's a hell of a lot of money. Okay, when you see all this money going all to these to these other countries, I could see maybe one or two allies with the United States. Okay, well, whatever. But the rest of these fuckers, I mean, what did they give us? Ooh, the China bug. There you go. Surprise, China's not on there. Go ahead. Well, I, I don't see how they would be because there are sanctions against China right now. At least until God knows when. Mike? Well, at least until he, at least until uh, Biden allegedly gets into office. All right? Because we know he's got deals with China and we know that if he gets, if he allegedly gets into office, those deals will go away, right? Those the the sanctions will go away, right? So you know, we know that that would be coming. So yeah, but as far as like I said, like like Gunn said, these museums, uh, we wouldn't have to be giving them billions of dollars if these. Uh, these mayors, particularly in, I guess, uh, in, in these places like Washington, D.C. or some, wouldn't be trying to pull a totalitarian power play and say, oh, you, we're going to close you down and everybody's going to wear a mask and nobody can go to work and and all this bullshit, you know? And so if you're doing that and you're going to close these places down, of course they're going to ask for, I mean, let's just say for the sake of argument that it takes a good bit to run those, you know, run those uh, museums and then to hire the people, to hire the people to work there takes a pretty good bit. So, yeah, you know, $500 million maybe, whatever, whatever, X amount, okay, XXX amount, you know, of uh, of dollars to run this, to hire the guys and to run it and to keep it running, all right? What do you expect? You, you're shutting it down. You're shutting everything down. That means the, le- the electric bill doesn't get paid, the, the you know, whatever, whatever things you sell at these museums, because you know that when people go to these museums, they'll say, Oh, we we want to take a uh, we want to take a picture. Or we want to buy a replica of some whatever it is, some uh, thing, you know, you know, and you know there are gift shops in these museums, and those things, those 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 things aren't getting sold, right? 
so that's another thing. Now, like I said, it's bullshit, but it's a hundred million dollars to run these music, a billion dollars to run. I don't know exactly how much it would take to run like the Smithsonian or whatever. I mean, I, I guess security wise, it's a lot of security over there, over there at the Smithsonian. I would assume never been there. So I don't know, but assuming that's the case, then yeah, it's going to take a bit to do that. And it's going to, but is it going to take a billion dollars to do it? I'm not sure it would take a billion dollars to do for that one museum. Now, if it was a billion dollars going to multiple museums, fine. But like I said, the arts and humanities, we could do without it, you know. I mean, all this crap that they stuck in this bill that 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 we could do without needs to go away. And the murder turtle or cocaine Mitch or whatever you, whatever you want to tell, call the man. He's right for saying what he said, you know? Back to you, George. Say, let me let me let me see if I can paint you a picture here. We're sending money to all these countries, right? There's a question in there: Why are we sending money to Ukraine? Okay, why are we sending money to Ukraine? Because isn't Ukraine where Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma Holdings? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be sending Ukraine that kind of money. Because wasn't it Ukraine who fired the prosecutor investigating Burisma Holdings, where Hunter Biden worked for Burisma on the board? And wasn't it... I believe so. (laughs) Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. The second there, I I thought you couldn't hear me. Heard somebody saying something and it didn't sound right. So let me let me see if I can paint you a really ugly picture here. Now you've got the United States sending money to Baris, you know, to Ukraine after Joe Biden, when he was then vice, then allegedly vice president, extorted Ukraine. By withholding a billion dollars, telling Ukraine, you're not getting the billion dollars until you fire the prosecutor. That's extortion. So Biden extorts them. They fire the prosecutor. They get the billion. Now we're sending them more money. Several years later, but we're still sending the money. Okay? And how much are they getting? 
a whopping $453 million. Wait a minute. Why are we sending them $453 million? Does that make any sense to anyone? Okay. So we're sending money to places like Ukraine, Pakistan, the to Asia RIA, whatever the fuck that is. I'm gonna. I still haven't looked that up yet. Matter of fact, uh, let me see if I can find out what that is. Hold on a second, guys, because now it's got me wondering. <laughs> Okay, so let's see. Doesn't help me. RIA Financial. Something very strange is going on here. I'm confused. Seriously, I'm confused at this point. All right. Now, apparently, the uh, Robert E. Lee statue was removed from the U.S. Capitol. Gunslinger uh, posted this story in the Mixler chat room. Workers have removed a statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee that represented Virginia in the U.S. Capitol laboring in the wee hours Monday morning to take the figure out of Statutory Hall. Virginia Governor Ralph Northam, Democrat, had requested the removal over the summer after a commission chartered by the General Assembly decided that a man who fought to uphold slavery was not a fitting symbol uh, for a diverse and modern state. Lee had stood with George Washington since 1909 as Virginia's representatives in the Capitol's Honorary Hall, where every state gets two statues. In place of Lee, the the state commission has recommended installing a likeness of Barbara Jones, who, as a 16-year-old in 1951, protested poor conditions at her all her all black high school in the town of Farmville. John's court case became part of the landmark Brown v. Board of Education decision by the US Supreme Court that struck down racial segregation in public schools nationwide. 
I look forward to seeing a trailblazing young woman of color represent Virginia in the U.S. Capitol, where visitors will learn about Barbara Johns' contributions to America and be empowered to create positive change in their communities, just like she did. Northam said Sunday night in a news release announcing the pending removal of Lee. The General Assembly will vote during its session that begins January 13th on whether to authorize the statue of Johns, who died in 1991 and 56. Northam included $500,000 for the effort in his proposal state budget. Some of Virginia's congressional delegation, including representatives Jennifer Wexton and A. Donald McEchin, both Democrats, had called for the Lee statue's removal from the Capitol last year. This is a historic and long overdue moment for our Commonwealth, Wexton and McEchin said in a joint statement Sunday night. The Robert E. Lee statue honors a legacy of division, oppression, and racism, a dark period in the history of our Commonwealth and our country. There is no reason his statue should be one of the two representing Virginia in the U.S. Capitol. Wexton and Senator Tim Kaine, a Democrat from Virginia, attended the statue's removal, which took place around 3 a.m. The figure's downfall caps a tough year for the bearded general in his home state. National protests over racial inequity touched off in May by the killing of George Floyd. Here we go again. by police in Minneapolis led to a reckoning with Confederate symbols across the South, but particularly in Richmond, the former capital of the Confederacy. Excuse me, I have to yawn. Sorry, folks. In June, Northam ordered the removal of a giant statue of Lee on state property on the city's Monument Avenue, While that is tied up in court after a handful of residents filed suit against Northam's action, the figure has been transformed into a powerful symbol of protest throughout through colorful graffiti and daily acts of civil disobedience around it. Meanwhile, the city's mayor ordered the removal of almost all other Confederate monuments in Richmond, And over the summer, excuse me again, sorry folks, House Speaker Eileen Filler-Korn, Democrat from Fairfax, had a life-size figure of Lee taken out of the Virginia Capitol. Lee's name has also been, has also come down from schools and roads around the state and even Washington and Lee University where Lee is buried and, and served as president after the Civil War, is considering a name change. In the nation's capital, Lee, Lee had stood in the crypt of the capital, where 13 statues... Shit! Sorry, everybody. Uh, where 13 statues commemorate the 13 original English colonies in North America. 
The figure will be relocated to the Virginia Museum of History and Culture in Richmond. House Speaker Nancy Endless Martinis drank Pelosi called the change welcome news. Said in a statement, there is no room for celebrating the bigotry of the Confederacy in the Capitol or any other place of honor in our country. Virginia Virginia Delegate John Ward, Democrat from Hampton, who serves on who serves on the eight-member statute commission, agreed. She said, as of this morning, Virginia will no longer honor the Confederacy in the halls of the United States Capitol. When I think of Barbara Jones, I am reminded of how brave she was at such a young age. It's time for us to start singing the songs of some of the Virginians who have done great things that have gone unnoticed. This is a proud moment for our Commonwealth, and I am humbled to have been a part of it. Okay, first of all, I feel like shit. I'm going to say something, and I yawn. First of all, for those of you who have not tuned in in a while, let me point out the obvious. Robert E. Lee was a Confederate, was a general during the Civil War. The Civil War was, in point of fact, and still is part of our history. Now, um, okay, who's snoring? That wouldn't be me. That was you. Not Wake me. up, damn it. You're gonna no wonder I'm yawning. I hear you snoring and I'm go, and I'm yawning my head off. Thanks a lot, Mike. You trying to put the host of this uh, show to sleep? I, I keep saying it's not me. Oh, not you. Hmm. Well, it's kind of odd that it stopped as soon as you started talking. Quinkadink? Mm. It is I. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, whatever. Look, guys, bottom lining it. Revisionist history is what the Democrats are trying to take and grab hold of. And it looks like they're succeeding. I mean, first of all, George Washington owned slaves. Did he not? Mm-hmm. And he was the first pre- our first president of the United States. Wow. I mean, they haven't called for his statue's removal yet either. Well, Cherokee Rose, watching on Periscope, says, trying to erase history. So wrong. What the hell has happened to Virginia? 
This is sad. <laughs> Young lady, you said a mouthful. Yeah, Last comment did. from Cherokee Rose. People are so afraid of being called racist, they're allowing this to go on. Sad. And she's right. People are so afraid of being called. I've been called a racist my whole fucking life. Okay, on and off. And it started back in the 70s when my father would use the N-word so much that it got me the beat to a fucking pulp on more than one occasion. And because he used that word, they assumed that I was like my father. So instead of going after him, I was the easy target. I came home with more cuts, bruises, and abrasions than Carter's got liver pills in a bottle. Okay? <laughs> and uh, Cherokee Rose, by the way, said just now, give it time. They'll remove George Washington, too. And I wouldn't be surprised. But look. You know... I Go ahead, Mike. You know, George, we talk about, I mean, over the years, I've heard Rush talk about the playbook, the Democratic playbook, okay? Racist, sexist, bigot, homophobe, xenophobe, you know, all that crap that they always say about Republicans, right? I mean, and it, for, for the longest time, it always worked. I mean, they could always call ex-Republican a racist, right? I mean, they would bring out, you know, dragging ad, the Jamesburg dragging ad or whatever. Whereas, whereas, and, and they could call the Republicans racist and, and get away with it. Whereas when they, when you look at their party, I mean, they forget about the history about, you know, their party being the party of the Ku Klux Klan, right? Forget about that. Forget about the fact that one of their most esteemed former members, who's dead now, was Robert KKK Bird, right? You know, forget about the fact that you have a governor in where? Virginia. Is it Virginia or is it? I think it's Virginia. That it was either dressed in either blackface or was a guy that dressed in a Klan uniform. They want to forget about those things, you know? And, th th I mean, what, what do we call it? It's being hypocrites, right? So, I mean, it's like, you know, they get, they've got, like I said, they've gotten away with it. Uh, they, they, they've gotten away with it, right? And so over the years, so they'll keep getting away with it until somebody, call, unless unless somebody calls them on it big time, and it's not gonna. And the people that should call them on it, or the media, and the media aren't gonna do it. George.
Georgia. Georgia, Georgia, the jungle. I think he needs some sticky notes to stick on his screen. Turn on Mike. Can you hear me now? Hello, can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Somehow the master volume on my board got turned down. I don't remember turning it down. That's how tired I am. Look, I remember all too well on more than one occasion being called racist. And the first words out of my mouth to them, to the people that say that to me are, how am I being racist? Please show me proof that I have been racist in any way, shape, or form. Well, I had one person actually say to me, because I'm white. And I looked at that person, and I laughed, and I said, oh, so because I'm white, I'm a racist. And the guy goes, yeah. I said, well, guess what? You're being racist right now. And the guy looks at me and says, no, no, black people can't be racist. I said, they can't? You're, you're going to stand there and tell me that a black person, a Hispanic person, or an Asian person cannot be racist. He goes, that's right. There's, it's, it's impossible. I said, is it? Hmm. Well, then I proceeded to tell him about a supervisor that I had when I worked for Burns International Security Service. Now, as luck would have it, this man was a captain with the security service. And if you were white, you were forced to work overtime. Okay? Because if you were, as far as he was concerned, if you were black, you got to have all the time off you wanted. And sometimes he even found a way to get you paid for the day off. Now, here's where it got even crazier. I said, now, when it came to doing certain duties that I couldn't perform because I had a, I had an ace bandage on my ankle, I was walking with, with crutches. I needed to use some of my vacation time in order to heal. Wasn't allowed to do that. 
even though the, the office in White Plains said I could. He called me up and said, you're not allowed to do that. You have to come to work. And when I told him White Plains already gave already approved it, he said, I convinced them otherwise. So I called up White Plains, and they said, yeah, seems uh, your, your supervisor is shorthanded. And there was a reason he was shorthanded. Because he gave black officers the time off. And they didn't have anything going on where they needed the time off. Because I, I happened to chance upon one of those officers, and I said, excuse me, I had a question for you. He goes, I thought you were taking time off because of your foot. I said, I was until Don convinced the office in White Plains to put me back on the schedule. And the guy goes, no, man. Don said he, that you were, you agreed to come in and I could have the time off. So there's, you know, there's, there is systemic racism on both sides. Okay. And it can take on many different formats, many different forms. The sad reality is what's happening with, with, with the statues and everything is just another symptom of the systemic racism that's going on because they're claiming the, the claims of the Confederate flag being racist, for example, are baseless. Gunslinger will, 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 will tell you folks right up front, this, this flag has history, all right? It was never, it was never meant as a symbol of racism. It was meant for something else. Now, off the top of my head, I can't remember. So I'm going to segue that over to Gunslinger, who can explain it better than I. Gun? Well, if you're talking about the Confederate flag, I mean, it's it's a religious symbol, okay? It was a actual religious flag, you know, way before the Confederacy, okay? You know, it's just like... It's just like the damn the swastika, okay? The first thought that comes into anybody's mind, oh, that's Nazism, that's, that's, that's Hitler, that's all that bullshit. No, you dumb fucker. That was actually a religious symbol, okay? Back before, you know, World War II and World War One and all that shit, okay? It's actually a religious symbol, just like the flag is a religious flag. Okay, I mean, it had nothing to do with with racism, slavery, all this shit. But these people are <laughs> the ones that are screaming racism. Look at their intelligent level. They're not too intelligent. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. Okay. Because if they had any brains in their fucking pea-sized brains, if they have any, they would do the research and say, hmm, both sides of the, of the Confederacy, the, the, you know, the North and the South, they owned slaves. Gee whiz. Even after the Confederate War was over, okay, uh, there were blacks that was wanting to stay on, on the plantations on both sides. There was actually blacks that was joining the uh, Union Army, and there was blacks that was joining the Southern Army for defense of their homeland. 
So how is that fucking racism? Okay? I'd love to tell that to some motherfucker's fucking face. Because I did my research. You dumb fucker didn't. So, but that's the first thing they scream. Oh, racism. That's racial. That's that blah, blah, blah. You can't. Oh, the fuck you too. Okay. Show you how much a little bit smarter than I am. No doubt. Go ahead. Mike, any comments? Mike? Why do I get a feeling he's not there? Nope, he left. Didn't even bother to say goodbye. Unfortunately, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, I need to take a, a moment to, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, let's just say, uh, I got to go to the facilities. So, what I'm going to do, if I can, if I can do this, let's see here. Let me see if I have it over on the clip computer first. Oh, sure. We're going we're to make this impossible for him. Anything that can screw up my night. So far, I've clicked on on the on the file folder icon three times. So three folders are going to open up at least. Wow! Did I call it or what? Actually, only two did. Well, let's see if I have the. Well, I guess I don't have it there, so I'm going to have to. Okay, fine. Let me see here. Let's see, how can I put this? Aha! I think this will do nicely. It's the holiday season. 
This is the week of Christmas, so I'm going to put this song up so I can uh, take care of a much-needed situation. Uh, due to technical difficulties beyond my control, my bladder is saying, Let me go! So, <laughs> I'm going to do that. But here is my version of, I think it's my version of, You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Just to give me a chance to go. Uh, to go. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. You're a vile one, Mr. Grinch. You have termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. Given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the, um, seasick crocodile. You're a rotter, Mr. Grinch. You're the king of sinful thoughts. Your heart's a dead tomato blotched with moldy purple spots, Mr. Grinch. You're a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic sauce. You nauseate me, Mr. Grinch, with a nauseous Super nos. You're a crooked jerky jockey and you drive a crooked horse, Mr. Grinch. Your soul is an appalling dump heap, overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of rubbish imaginable, mangled up, entangled up knots. You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch. You're a nasty, wasty skunk. Your heart is full of unwashed socks. Your soul is full of gunk, Mr. Grinch. The three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote, Stink, stank, skunk. Yes, that was yours truly doing a tune that will be heard, by the way, in the animated Dr. Seuss children's special 
How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Ah, and where will that be found? You are probably wondering. You're not going to see it on network television, I don't think. But you will see it right here on Firefox News Online. Because Firefox News Online's production... By, let me try that again. Rewinding. Firefox News Online Productions will be presenting on December 24th a Firefox News Online Yule Log Christmas. Many of the classic children's specials from at that time will be present will be on there. A Charlie Brown Christmas, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. Now, I'm going to mention the years that these came out, by the way. A Charlie Brown Christmas, 1965. Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol in 1962. Frosty the Snowman, 1969. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I knew he should have stopped drinking in those in those bars. See, that's that, that's what he gets for, for drinking so much. He got a red nose. That came out in 64. The How the Grinch Stole Christmas in 1966. And that tops off the Christmas animations. Then, of course, the movies that will be for the whole family. Only one will be in color, and that's White Christmas. Uh, don't ask me what year that came out. It doesn't say. Hmm. Well, the ones I do know when they came out. Going My Way and The Bells of St. Mary's will start off a two-movie set with the same character played by Bing Crosby as the lovable Father Chuck O'Malley, followed by Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, Going My Way it was in, came out in 1944. The Bells of St. Mary's in 1945. Miracle on 34th Street, 1947. And then White Christmas after that. And rounding off the movie collection, 1946. In its original black and white, It's a Wonderful Life, starring Jimmy Stewart as George Bailey. And then the music begins. Frosty the Snowman, sung by yours truly. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, also another music video done by yours truly. And yes, well, thank you, thank you very much. The King Elvis did it, so I figure why not, I'll do it next. Others have done it, but I figure I'd do it. Myself. I'd, I'd, I'm the soldier Santa, so I had to do it. And that's Blue Christmas. And then... The Firefox News Online Yule Log Christmas with Kmart in-store music. Yes, from in back in 1974, Kmart, on their loudspeakers, played Christmas music. And, of course, interspersed with all that music, sometimes interrupting it. Although not in, 19, in this particular copy I have. Uh... The original cut, which I kept, uh, with all of the announcements intact, like calls for security and pe and telling you about smoking, because you actually could smoke back then in the stores. 
Strange, ain't it? That'll be the Christmas Yule Log. And, of course, the Yule Log is the original video presentation that WPIX-TV Channel 11 here in New York used for many years until it didn't. And then it came back briefly, but it wasn't the same. So Firefox News Online Productions decided, okay, that's it. Huh? A Firefox News Online Yule Log Christmas. Coming up December 24th. Now, as to the, the actual start time, I'm still working out the particulars, but we're gonna we're shooting for no later than I'd say probably two or two thirty in the afternoon. All right. So be sure to join us for a Firefox News Online Yule Log Christmas, December twenty fourth. And that will run all the music and everything will run and repeat all the way through Christmas Day. And by the way, Christmas Day, I will I will stop the uh, Yule Log briefly to play the animated specials and the movies again one more time during Christmas Day. And then finish up with the Yule Log music until midnight when it becomes December 26th. All right? So there you have it, folks. Certainly going to be a fun time had by all, and it'll be a classic Yule Log Christmas. By the way, in that Kmart in music presentation, I mixed in some other songs that I recorded, too. One is entitled, I Farted on Santa's Knee. Now, just remember, folks, my initials spell the word gas. Imagine, if you will, a small boy in the, in the early 1970s sitting on Santa's knee and all of a sudden, I let one slip out. Oh. Needless to say, I don't think Santa was very happy. In fact, I know he wasn't. His face was turning green. and He wasn't very jolly. <laughs> anyway, that's the deal for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Uh, Thursday normally would be uh, a, a uh, normal broadcast night, but Firefox News Online is being preempted for the Christmas Eve broadcast. And we will not be on the internet radio platforms. It's strictly going to be the video platforms. All right? So tune in, check it out, and enjoy. All right. So, let me see here. COVID Task Force Admiral shuts down CNN's Cuomo pandering. 
with a practice what you preach comment. Hmm. Well, here's the deal. CNN eagerly touted coronavirus demands from their favorite governor. His Royal Heine, Governor Andrew Cuomo, here in New York this Monday morning, while they continued to ignore his sexual harassment scandal. Yeah, folks, he's embroiled in a sexual harassment scandal, and the mainstream media is not talking about it. I forgot to talk about it myself, but I'll let you know about that later. Now, after a new variant of COVID-19 was found in the United Kingdom and elsewhere, Cuomo demanded the U.S. follow other countries in banning travel from the U.K., even though experts are not recommending that move yet for various reasons. Regardless, New Day co-host John Berman repeatedly asked Coronavirus Task Force testing czar Admiral Brett Gerar, I'm not sure if I pronounced it right or not, if Americans should be worried and enact a travel ban, as Cuomo was demanding from the Trump administration. Well, after hyping how Russia, India, and Canada are banning travel from the UK, Berman worried about the implications of the more transmissible variant to Giroir, before, again, raising a travel ban here twice. As Gerard explained, that was a possibility, but they've known about this variant since September, and it doesn't appear to be any deadlier or immune to the vaccine. Berman pressed again, touting Cuomo's advice. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is concerned that it hasn't happened already. He says that there were, I think, six flights a day coming from the United Kingdom. Makes sense to him that they would be banned now. What is your message to him? Now, the, the CNN host probably wasn't expecting the task force leader to school the Democrat governor, but that's exactly what he did. And uh, I've got the interview clip right here. Take a listen. Of course, it would help if I actually had sounds, the sound turned on. Let's try that again, shall we? <laughs> Andrew Cuomo was concerned that it hasn't happened already. He says that there are, I think, six flights a day coming from the United Kingdom. Makes sense to him that they would be banned now. What's your message to him? My message to him is to practice what he preaches, to listen to the scientists and the, uh, the best epidemiologists in the CDC. Um, we know that uh, the governor has been out front on many issues. 
um, you know, wanting 40,000 ventilators when he didn't need it, sending sick people back to nursing homes. So I would advise him just to listen to the best experts. Uh, there will be the best recommendation for the American people. We shouldn't uh, jump to any conclusions or actions that could be counterproductive. Uh, listen to the experts. They'll tell you what we need to do. Okay, so Gunslinger, Governor Cuomo is sounding the alarm that we should ban travel from the UK and is demanding, not asking, but demanding that the president ban flights from the UK. But yet the this variant of, of COVID-19 is no is 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 not more is not deadlier than than the strain that's out there and in fact it's not immune to the to the vaccines either so the vaccines will knock it out what what is what is governor cuomo that deranged to actually demand something from the president and not respectfully request? Or is that the way that the Democrats operate now? If you want something from the president, you have to tell him to do it or else. Go ahead. Well, look who look who look who's making these demand things. Dickhead himself. Okay. Um what do you expect from a fucking libtard Democrat dickhead? They think they snap your fingers, boom, 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 and it should happen. Okay, <laughs> that goes to show you that motherfucker. He's he's delusional. Okay, what's I mean? We've already got a virus going around. Okay, gee whiz. Uh, they're going. What else? What else are they going to do? Ooh. The sky's falling. The sky's falling. Let's ban the sky. Okay? This is how stupid these people are. When there's been... I have even heard of just a regular old common flu. Have you? Not very many. But it's all COVID. COVID. Very little common flu. Okay? And that kills more fucking people per year than anything, anything that we got that's in the top ten. Okay? So... These people, when they take, when you when they see an opportunity, they're going to run with it. You know, they're going to haul ass with it like a fucking freight train. Okay, because they want something. You know, want something for nothing. You know, and to make him look good. You know, as usual. You know, he's a fucking dickhead. Anybody's got fucking nipple clamps. You, what do you? Okay, wow. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take. You know. Uh, they can't keep shutting things down. They can't keep people confined like fucking herds of fucking cattle. We're not cattle. I don't move. That's for damn sure. Okay. Um, they can't keep the businesses. The businesses are going out of business. They, they're defying orders of, you know, oh, you got to lock down, close down. Fuck you. I got to fucking feed my family. Are you going to? These people, it's, it's, it's insanity that they would even think the cops or any of that shit. 
would even think to enforce all this. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting ride. Go ahead. Well, Gunslinger, I'll tell you what. Being here in the state of New York, many of us who have heard Governor shit for brains uh, make all these idiot statements, remarks, and everything. I mean, the man asked for, what, 40,000 ventilators and didn't even need them at the time. Okay? Didn't need them. But yet he demanded ventilators. By the way, folks, when I call Andrew Cuomo uh, the royal governor of New York, that was the British title given to the governor of New York around the time of the Revolutionary War or just prior to it. It is, by definition, a disparagement of the, of the person holding the office. Not the person himself, but the person, but not the office itself. I take that, let me, let me rephrase that. Not the office, just the person in it. And it doesn't matter whether that person's black, white, Hispanic, Asian, or pink with purple polka dots. As far as I'm concerned, whoever's in that office and they're doing stupid gets dubbed the royal governor because it's a way to disparage the politician sitting in the seat. All right? Just so we're clear on that. I don't want people thinking that I'm I'm being rude. I mean, I am, but not that rude. But here's here's what, what gets me, okay? Cuomo doesn't listen. He, he's, tell, he's saying that Trump doesn't listen to the science. Trump, excuse me. Whoa. Trump doesn't listen to the science. Trump doesn't do this. Trump doesn't do that. Trump, 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 Trump. He bitches about Trump, but yet he's got a sex scandal hanging over his head. Thousands of dead senior citizens as a direct result of a mandate back in March. He's shutting down businesses and restaurants again. Which, uh, by the way, got a little something on that. I'll share that with you momentarily. So, you know, it's, it's just amazing the level of stupid this asshole is willing to go. But according to national, hold on a second. I can't make up. I I've really got to get my eyes examined. See that, or I'm that tired. According to nationalfile.com, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, national file. Never heard of this one. Verboten. New York restaurants organize to ban Cuomo from all establishments for life. Hmm. I'm not sure how they were phrasing it, but I'm going to guess 
at the word they the word they used. He can eat at some shithole roadside diner outside Albany, but he will not be served anywhere in New York City. Now check this out. I thought this was too just too awesome for words. In an unprecedented move, the beleaguered restaurant owners of New York City made a declaration on social media that they have banded together to permanently ban Cuomo from setting, excuse me, setting foot into their rest, their establishments, even if only to use the restroom. <laughs> this decree, they said, is effective immediately. He can eat at some shitty roadside diner outside of Albany, but he will not be served anywhere in New York City, known universally as the world's greatest dining destination. Var owner Larry Bard said, if he has to use the bathroom, he can go pee on my street corner. That's that's what he wants anyway. Other restaurant restaurateurs say they have suffered enough under the illogical and draconian edicts that have emendated from Cuomo's gubernatorial chambers. Lifelong Coney Island resident Val Torrey said he's throwing in the towel and moving to Florida. It's 70 degrees every day, Tori said. My Coney Island childhood friends have all retired to Florida now. All the restaurants and bars are open, and the grannies and the grannies live. An overwhelming number of members in the Facebook group NYC Restaurants Open cheered the executive order banning Cuomo from ever being served at all New York City establishments again. One member wrote, Completely schizophrenic behavior. How are they coming up with these rules beyond any logical reasoning? Janice Dean tweeted the following. This made me laugh. New York City restaurants to ban at New York at NYGov Cuomo from dining. Uh, I'm friends. I, I happen to follow Janice Dean on uh, Twitter. Uh, she's not exactly a big fan of, of Andy Cuomo, and I don't blame her. Her husband's uh, parents died as a result of Cuomo's actions back in March. And another irate New York City lifer exclaimed, he can dine at Gracie Mansion if he wants hospitality in Manhattan. He ain't getting it here. Frank Savetto is the co-host of the Underground USA podcast and host of the National File podcast, Right Minded. Uh, just so everybody knows, he's right. His writing has been recognized by the U.S. House International Relations Committee and the Japan Center for Conflict Prevention, and has been published by the American Enterprise Institute, the Washington Times, 
Accuracy in Media, and Breitbart. Mr. Salvato appeared on the O'Reilly Factor on Fox News Channel. Uh, this is back when Bill O'Reilly was with Fox News and when Fox News actually leaned right and not left. So, Frank Salvato, thanks for the article, pal. But yeah, restaurant New York restaurants got together and said, fuck you, Cuomo. You ain't eating in our restaurants, bitch. Serves them right. What do you say to that gun? Well, I don't blame them. I mean, do you? I mean, you can't. I mean, I, it's 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 amazing. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's uh, the whole everything that that's that's playing out right now is crazy. I mean, I've never seen nothing like it. I don't know what else to add to it. I mean, I don't know if you can add to it. <laughs> you know, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Well, apparently, there's a lot happening uh, on the electoral challenge front. President Trump talked to Tuberville, who hinted at electoral college, at the electoral college challenge. So President Trump Sunday said he spoke to Senate-elect Tommy Tuberville, Republican from Alabama, on Saturday night, and Tuberville said he's considering challenging Democrat Joe Biden's win on January 6th. Now, Trump talked about the conversation during an interview on WABC Radio on a show hosted by Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani. I spoke to a great gentleman, Tommy Tuberville, last night, and he was so excited. He said, you made me the most popular politician in the United States, he said. I can't believe it, Trump said, according to the Epic Times. Tuberville has indicated he's considering joining an effort to challenge Biden's win when the Electoral College votes are opened during a joint session of Congress just after Tuberville is sworn in. Representative Mo Brooks, also a Republican from Alabama, has said he too will bring up a challenge. At least one member of the House and one member of the Senate must challenge the results before debate can be entertained. Now, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, the Republican from Kentucky, has warned his members not to participate in such an effort, but Tuberville, freshly minted, and who ran on a promise to stand behind Trump, has indicated he's weighing doing just that. He's made similar comments while stumping in Georgia for fellow Republicans Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue in their runoff elections. I want to do what's best for President Trump and the people of Alabama and the people of this country, he told Yellowhammer News. They asked me, are you going to support President Trump? And, of course, I'm always going to support President Trump. He's the best president of my lifetime and has done more for the people of this country and the state of Alabama than anybody. But we want to make sure we do the right thing. 
The move is one of several last-ditch efforts by the president and his allies to overturn Biden's victory as recount efforts and court challenges in several swing states have failed. Trump and his allies have alleged massive voter fraud but have failed to convince the courts, including efforts at the U.S. Supreme Court. Joining with Brooks' effort in House are Representatives Matt Matt Goetz of Florida, while those in the Senate who may side with Tuberville are Loeffler, Josh Hawley of Missouri, Rick Scott of Florida, and Rand Paul of Kentucky. If this challenge to the electoral vote is successful in you know on January 6th it could lead to the use of the 12th amendment now let me point something out president trump filed recently filed a uh, brief with, with had a a brief filed with the United States Supreme Court challenging uh, the the, the, uh, the vote challenging the votes in I believe it was Pennsylvania Um, Now, what bothers me is this is, you know, a catch-22. Hmm. Trying to find that that information. Hmm. So far, I haven't found it yet. Okay, this is definitely going to be a problem. If I can't find the story, I'm basically up the creek. Oh! Oh, check this out, Gunslinger. I'm not going to read the whole story, but just the headline alone is kind of kind of speaks volumes because there 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 may be dissension in the squad. Seems that uh, Ilhan Omar is blasting AOC. That's Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, or asshole on crack, folks and others in Congress for jumping line, jumping the line for the vaccine. Oh, really? In a scathing Twitter post, Ilhan Omar criticized fellow members of Congress for jumping ahead of the elderly and frontline workers in receiving COVID-19 vaccinations. The Congresswoman's comments appeared directed partially at her fellow squad member, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, 
who posted live video of herself getting the vaccine Friday. Ocasio-Cortez is 31 years old, was able to receive the vaccine as part of the the continuity of government established in the 1950s under President Dwight Eisenhower. But Omar noted that younger members such as herself should wait until others who are at higher risk are given the vaccines, which have only recently begun being distributed and are in limited supply. There's more to this story, Gunslinger, but I think you get the general gist. Uh, curious question. Is there, does, does it seem to you like there is dissension in the ranks of the squad because of this issue? Go ahead. Well, yeah, it sure does sound like it. I mean, jumping ahead of everybody, you know, that's what these Democrats do, especially these idiots. Okay, yay me, fuck you. I want it first, I want it first. Okay, that witch needs to go back to being a bar fly because she's more better qualified at being a bar fly. And even the rest of them, they need to go because they, yay me, 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 me. It's all about me, not the American people. Fuck the American people. Do as I say, you know. <laughs> Go ahead. Isn't that what I've been saying for a long time? Don't do as I do, do as I command you? Um, I mean, that seems to be the running motif with these Democrats. Now, I, for one, in all, in all honesty... Everybody keeps. I've had people come up to me during the course of today when I when I stepped out, you know, to get a breath of fresh air. I actually had somebody come up to me and say, "Hey, are you going to get the vaccine when it's made available?" I said, "Considering I have high blood pressure, you know, I'm on three blood pressure medications, diabetes, I'm as fat as an elephant." And uh, by the way, this young lady, very sweet of her to say, but I think she was just saying it to make me, you know, to try and make me feel better, which really wasn't necessary, but it was kind of her to say. She took one look at me and she said, you don't look that bad at all. You don't look fat. Plump. Chubby. Yes. But fat? No. I said, would you go out with a guy as, as, as big and ugly as I am? She goes, well, first of all, you're not ugly. Second of all, let me put it to you like this. As long as you can wrap your arms around me and I can wrap my arms around you and and we can give each other a hug, would that tell you you're not fat? I said, yeah, but uh, we're, we're both wearing masks, of course. We just didn't do a lot of social distancing. So she gave me a hug. I gave her, I hugged her in return. And she goes, and by the way, yes, I would. I said, yes, you would. What? She goes, go out with you, silly. You're not, you're not morbidly obese. I said, yeah, but the, the more I try to diet, the fatter I get. She goes, hmm, quit dieting. You'll be, you'll be better off. So, uh, 
but we were talking about the um, the vaccine at that point, and I said, you know, given my my health issues and my age, yeah, I would have to. I wouldn't have much of a choice. Do I trust it? The polio vaccine. The uh, vaccine for smallpox, chickenpox. Uh, the vaccines that we received when we were children. Okay. Well, obviously, they work because I never got polio or diphtheria or any of the other things that were that that they vaccinated against. And at this juncture in my life, I don't have a choice but to trust that it's going to work. But there's one more reason why I'm going to trust it. And she looked at me and said, what's that? I said, because faith the size of a mustard seed tells me I'll be okay. She smiled and said, "Okay, if you're if if if, if, you, if it's okay, if it's good enough for you, then when it's made available for the rest of us, I'll get it too." I said, "Okay, that's your decision. That's your choice. I just know what I have to do. I don't have a choice." But. Jumping ahead in the line, you know, and not letting our frontline first responders and medical staff and the, and the elderly and, 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 and those in, in extreme high risk make them wait because it's all about you, asshole on crack. You're 31 years old. You're not fat. You're not, you don't have, I'm not, I'm guessing here, you don't have extreme extreme high blood pressure and you don't have diabetes uh so you could have waited there's some of us who need it more than you that can't or are you know or, or are you sitting there saying I'm better than everyone else the elderly how did how did how did uh, how did that line go in uh, Christmas Carol? Something to the effect of "Let them die." It'll re- to reduce the sur- the the the, the, the uh, surface population or something to that effect. Yeah, if that's your kind of thinking. You and you and Governor Fuck for brains here in New York are per, are a perfect pair. Maybe you should go shack up with him. He's just your style. Gun. Well, yeah. I mean, these again, these these people they they have no respect for other people. Especially older people. Yeah, I'm I'm 31 years old. Yeah, uh, fuck all these other people. Give it to me first. I want it first. Just like I said a while ago. They don't care. Okay, they just simply do not care. Okay, 
I don't know. I'm not going to take the vaccine. Fuck no. I I'm not going to risk the chance. I'm not a risk taker. Never was. I mean, I was in the electrical trade for 20 fucking years. Did I take risk there? No. If I did, I might not be here talking to you right now. Okay. There's some things in life that you do not take risk on. Okay. Electricity is one of them. <laughs> okay. By the way, it don't it don't give you a second chance. Vaccines, when this thing has been rushed through, there's been no long-term effect or testing side effects. You see, there's well, they've already been side effects. You know, they, they give them in, in that hospital there to the nurses or something, and two or three of them got, had adverse reactions to it. Luckily, they was in the hospital being nurses and everything. Um, I don't know about that, okay? Did, did, they, did they have a choice? The rest of the world, because of this China bug, thank you again, China. We appreciate it. Probably not. Uh, but when you ramrod something in and ramrod something through the testing procedures, I don't know. You know, it's a 50-50 chance. Well, I'm not, I'm not out there to take that 50-50 chance. Like I said, I'm not a gambler. I'm not a risk taker. And maybe that's why I'm 56 years old, because I haven't. I didn't do stupid things. <laughs> especially when I was younger, okay? Still don't do stupid things. And I ain't going to do this stupid thing, okay? Not now, anyway. Let's see how it works out. Let's see what goes on. If the the, the death rates and all this shit starts dramatically dropping and the new cases start dramatically dropping because of this, because of the vaccine, well, you know, whatever floats your boat. But in my situation, I don't go out and work. I don't go, you know, I'm not around crowds every fucking day, you know. So, it's not for me. Okay. But that's just me. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I'm not around a lot of crowds myself. <clears throat> uh, in fact, I'll go so far as to say the biggest crowd I ever encounter is usually at, at the market when I, go to, when I go shopping. All right? Beyond that, I'm wearing a mask. I try to distance myself as much as possible, but sometimes when you're going down these aisles, you've got three and four people sometimes in the same aisle. You can't always plan for every contingency in that regard. But I've always been known to take responsible risks. What do I mean by responsible risks? I take the I take responsible risks just taking the medications I take every day. Okay? It's a responsible a responsible calculated risk. Because if I don't do it and my blood pressure skyrockets, I run the risk of a heart attack or a stroke. Not exactly something I'm looking forward to. So I take a very I take a responsible, calculated risk taking medications. If I don't take my seizure medication, I run the risk of one day going into a seizure and then going into another one and another one and dying from multiple seizures. So I have to take risks every day. Just walking out my front door is a risk. 
walking down the stairs to go outside is a risk. Am I going to risk my life and not take a chance with the vaccine and, 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 and think I'll, I'll, I'll be safe? There's no guarantee of that. Just because I tested negative back in November doesn't mean that it can't happen. And if this virus is as as target as deadly as it, as as it as it's being made to be, listen, I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to outlive the sins of men in my family who didn't make it past their sixties. So guess what? I'm going to do everything I can, humanly possible, to make sure I make it to at least the age of seventy. God knows I would love to do that. And if taking the vaccine means doing that, that having that possibility, that, that chance of, of making it to 70, well, then so be it. Do I, uh, do I trust the vaccine will work? Yes, it was rushed. But at the same time, I'm going to, I'll say something that I've said to a lot of folks. God didn't give man the knowledge of medicine and, and, and health care ability to throw, it, to throw it down the crapper because of a few scoffers. The way I see it is this. If my doctor says to me, George, you don't need to take the vaccine, then I will not take it. Ultimately, I leave, it, that final, I leave that final recommendation in my doctor's hands because my current doctor has not, turned, has, not, has not steered me wrong yet. She's done a wonderful job. And I'm very pleased with her. And she's usually spot on when it comes to certain things, especially when it comes to my, to my, to my health and safety. Was it rushed? Yes. But science, if, 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 if the scientific community had taken longer to test it and everything, okay, think about this. The same results, the same exact results, you know, side effects and so forth, could happen six months to a year later as opposed to now. Are all medications without side effects? No. Even aspirin has a side effect. If you use Alka-Seltzer, it even has has a side effect. There are people who are actually allergic to mouthwash. That's a side effect. So there are risks in everything we do in life. Now, I'm not going to, I don't condemn those who choose not to take the vaccine. But at the same time, too, I hope they'll consider listening to the science and not something else. 
that doesn't, or someone else that doesn't listen to science. Because the scientists, their knowledge, you know, how did, how did, they, how did they become scientists? They went to school for it. Where did they get, where, where do scientists get their knowledge from? Experiments, trial and error, research, the works. So, it is what it is, my friend. You know, here's, you know, it is what it is, but here's a good saying I just found on, fa- on Facebook, Facebook, whatever you want to call it. Facebook. It is here, it's pretty cute, but it's, it, yeah, well, it's whatever. If COVID <laughs> was passed in farts and the government told you to wear a butt plug, you'd smile and shove it up your ass. Fucking cheap. Bah. Good thing. Yeah. And in my case, one good fart would blow it right out. The, the government blow it right out anyway. Yeah. Well, we're from the government. We're here to help you. Where have I heard that from? Oh, Hitler. Oh, gee whiz. Say it's not so. <laughs> okay, yeah. but President Trump, he, you know, he's he's taken a lot of a lot of heat for tr- for trusting the science. The very thing that. Democrats have accused him of not doing. And he, his wife, the vice president, and the second lady all got their all took the vaccine. Hmm. Now if if it's made mandatory, like vaccinating children. Well, let me put it this way. What do you do then? You asking me what I would do then? Yeah. Well, they can't do. They can't make it mandatory. That's that's a dictatorship. Now they can do it over in China. I agree. I agree a hundred percent because it's China mandatory is a that, that children get vaccinated. Who? It's mandatory that children are vaccinated for, for with the various vaccines that the children have to get. Well, that's that, that's not COVID nineteen either vaccination. But it's think. still it's, it's still mandated vaccinations. So how well, is I'm it different? I'm talking about China. If they if China. If China wants to do that to their people, hey, that's fun. You know, that's, they live in a dictatorship. They ought to stand up, overthrow their government, and not have a dictatorship anymore. That's not my fault. That's their fault. But here, as, as of this point, as of this day, we're not in a dictatorship yet. Okay? So right now, they can't do that. I mean, you're going to say, I, can, I have to do this, or what? You're going to cut my head off? You'll put me in a guillotine. You'll put me in front of a firing squad for being in America in a free country, quote unquote. I don't think so. No, that's not going to fucking fly. Just like if, if dickhead gets in there, you know, Joe Biden, sleepy, sleepy camel toe, whatever. Okay. That ain't going to fly either. All these new taxes and all this, all the, all these bullshit on guns and all this shit. Uh, boy. Yeah. You could say it. You, you could say anything you fucking want to. I could say I'm King George, but am I King George? No, 
And it's when you try to implement this shit, that's when the shit hits the fan. So far, it hasn't hit the fan yet. But uh, they're both, you know, they're in the area. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, President Trump did say that he that he would see this this vaccine come out by the end of the year. Yeah, it was rushed. I won't deny that. But at the same time, too, if you if you don't get vaccinated and you end up with COVID, and if you're at a high if you're in the high risk category. How much? How much of a chance are you? Do you have? Do you have that it won't cause your health condition to deteriorate? How much are you willing to bet that if you do get it and you have severe reactions to it, it's going to get you anyway? Fifty-fifty chance there, isn't it? Yeah, it's well, a numbers play. Same thing can happen with any medications you take. I mean, you take medications for for, Anything, for your mean, health for your health situation, don't you? No, I don't. You don't? Oh, I take an aspirin here and there. No. I don't take no medication at all, except maybe an aspirin here and there. Okay. But as prescription medication, no. Not at, mm. not at the moment, no. Well, you do know that there's a chance of, yeah, of an I, adverse reaction to the to aspirin, right? Well, yeah. I mean, hell, you could. I could walk out. Hell, I, I strap on a gun every day, George. There's a risk right there that I take. I mean, it's the same thing. You could step outside of your outside of your porch, slip on some dog shit, and break your fucking neck. I mean, it's it's a risk or it's a chance that people take every day. Okay, uh, unless you want to climb out your window, you don't necessarily have to come go out your front door. I don't get. Uh, I live but on the second floor, so climbing out my window is not an option. Not unless there's a ladder for me to climb down on. Tie bed sheets together. You know how jailbirds do tie bed sheets together. That usually works temporarily, anyway. <laughs> yeah, until it lets loose, and then you go, huh? Yep. Yeah. But speaking of that, on the last note, I hate to rub it in, but you know, today was the first day of winter. 71 degrees here. <laughs> I love it. What's your current temperature right now? Today. Because today was, you know, the first day of winter, right. Monday. Well, Tuesday now, but Monday uh, was seventy-one degrees. Right. Well, we didn't get much Spring. past the mid-thirties here, so. But I'm in New York, so and and we got snow on the ground, so. You know what, what does that tell you? But uh, current temperature, thirty-three degrees with a feel like of thirty-eight. Forty-four here. Well, not too shabby, not too warm for for your neck of the woods. For this time of year, I mean, for night low and you know night time, that's kind of seasonal average. Mm. You know, true, but uh, it's better than better than. You know, single digits or freezing your ass off below freezing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, like or snow it? on the ground. 
two nights ago, I think it was. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we were down in the single digits here. Uh, as a matter of fact, yeah, <laughs> matter of fact, Saturday, I had no hot water until late afternoon. Damn. Yeah. No hot water until late afternoon. I had to contact maintenance to get them to fix it. Because it not only affected my apartment, it affected the other apartments in, in, in the building. So, yeah. Try, try taking a shower in ice cold water. Not going to happen. Try washing dishes. You know, what I, you know how I had to wash my dishes until they, turned, they got the hot water fixed? I had to boil a pot of water on the stove, well, almost boil it, cool it down to where I could actually tolerate putting my hand in it, put soapy, put soap in it, dishwasher soap in it, a dish liquid in it, wash, the, wash out the dishes and have a separate pot for, you know, for like rinsing utensils and whatnot, but I had to rinse the dishes with ice cold water. My fingers were not happy with that deal at all. No, 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 no. So I was like, contact maintenance. Get them to fix this. Quickly. Quickly. Uh, anyway, buddy, it is that time in the evening where it's time to lock up shop. Now, just a quick reminder for everybody, the Tuesday and Wednesday night editions will only be a couple of out will only be two hour shows because of the Christmas Eve broadcast. So I want to try and get as much rest in as I can in, over the next two days. So I'm going to just shorten it by one hour. But I, I think you can, y'all can handle that. But don't forget Thursday of Firefox News Online Yule Log Christmas. With the Soldier Santa. That's me. So, Gunslinger, as always, great having you here. I, I, I look forward to seeing you here on, on the Tuesday night edition. Uh, Mike from Louisiana. Uh, I believe he's still in the chat room. So, uh, Mike down there in, in the Cajun country, hopefully you'll be here as well. And uh, if y'all happen to see or hear from folks that haven't been to this show in a while, tell them to come on in. The conversations are fine. And we'll be here if you will. Firefox News Online will be here. And on that note, right, I'm George Sin All right, Gun, have a good one, buddy. For the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. I'm George Sinzer. Thank you for tuning in. Y'all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. And if you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, do not name it after me. That's all I ask. Now, how come I can say that and not get tongue-tied, but every all, all throughout the broadcast, I get tongue-tied? Sheesh. All right, y'all. We're out of here. 
Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part, without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Send your comments to us by writing comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. Also, if you have any stories or topic ideas you'd like to share with us, send them to WeReport at FirefoxNewsOnline.com. That's WeReport at FirefoxNewsOnline.com. And be sure to check Facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. That's Facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. For the links to the live broadcasts of Firefox News Online on the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network, be sure to use hashtag FFNOP, that's hashtag FFNOP, to trend this broadcast and all Firefox News Online broadcasts globally on social media. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next edition. So let it be written. So let it be done. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.